Hey everyone, it is Jeff from MCS Mag, and welcome to podcast episode number 176. And this was a really special interview I did this month, at least for me it was, um, because I finally found someone who's discovered the same benefit of what I consider to be one of the most critical shooting skills for a real gunfight. That actually is a complete 180 degree opposite philosophy from the way that nearly everyone else out there is training. Now, I'm talking about open-eyed shooting, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about. And most people have at least heard of shooting with both eyes open, if not switched over to this method completely. But it's the how to actually shoot with both eyes that I think will be a real breakthrough for you. And it's all covered right here in this episode with former Navy SEAL trainer, Chris Sinog. Now, Chris is new to our network, and I really enjoyed our talk. I know you're going to also. And don't worry about taking notes, because you can grab all of the show notes and a handy-dandy cheat sheet we made up for you over at www.mcsmagazine.com slash 176. And now, let's talk tactics. Bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging. Would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, would you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. You're standing in line at the convenience store when, without warning, the man in front of you pulls out a gun and demands that the clerk empty the register. Before he can think, he turns to you and levels his gun. You can see it in his face. He's going to pull the trigger. Maybe he doesn't want witnesses. Maybe there's something about you that he just doesn't like. Whatever the reason, you have fractions of a second to act. Do you draw your own gun? If you did, would you be confident that you could get off an accurate shot, put him down, and not hit the cashier or other shoppers? Has your training taught you how to deal with these life-or-death realities, or is it just theory that will get you or others killed? Sad as it is to say, much of the firearm skills being taught today and widely practiced at local gun ranges all across the country may not hold up when it's a life-or-death battle in tight quarters, a dark parking lot, or under the fluorescent lights of a gas station at 1 in the morning. Now, just one of those common skills is the single-eyed shooting that 99% of all shooters practice. And this is something you really have to think about. Are you 100% confident that you'll be able to carefully align your sights on your attacker as he's ready to pull the trigger on his own weapon or doing the 40-yard dash in your direction with a knife in his hand. Now, one expert trainer says no and advises you to rethink your sighting options to use both eyes for acquiring and firing on your target. But it's not just some trainer. And today, he's here to help me convert as many of our listeners as possible to what he refers to as the new rules of marksmanship. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And for our very frank discussion on the dynamics of real gunfights and an alternative perspective on open-eyed shooting is a new member of our network, Chris Sinog. Chris, welcome to the program, man. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Good to have you here in our, uh, our maiden voyage here in the podcast. Really excited about uh, getting, getting this out there because this is, a, this is an area that I preach a lot, and I'm really looking forward to people getting another point of view on this. Now, listen, everybody, Chris is the best-selling author of the books How to Shoot Like a Navy SEAL and Navy SEAL Shooting. He's a family man who, after retiring from the Navy, created his company Center Mass Group, 
that provides elite-level weapons and tactics training to military, paramilitary, law enforcement, and civilian personnel. He's coached and mentored thousands of young men as a Navy SEAL instructor, has led security teams across the globe, and quite literally wrote the book on Navy SEAL sniper training when the Navy Special Warfare Command selected Chris to develop the curriculum for the current U.S. Navy SEAL snipers. Now, for more information on Chris and his training, make sure that you visit him online at www.NavySEALShootingTactics.com. All right, Chris, let's go ahead and get started. Um, let's do it. One-eyed, one-eyed shooting and, and, and or just the, the, the real-life dynamics of a gunfight is something that uh, we've been trying to preach for a long time, that there's a big difference in the reality of what people are going, are going to experience when there's bullets flying around versus what maybe they're even taught in so-called tactical classes or that they're practicing down at the range. And there's a lot of those different dynamics here. But when it comes to a real gunfight, what would you say are the biggest misconceptions people have about acquiring and shooting a target when they're under, when they're under threat, basically when the adrenaline's pumping, their heart's in their throat, and, and it's, it's do or die time. What are the biggest misconceptions that you think people have with reality versus what they're, they're currently traditionally planning for or training for? One of the biggest misconceptions with, with that is that people think that a live fire shooting range is the best place to train for these skills. And it's really not the case. You need to use all kinds of other uh, methods and training environments, such as where you might actually be using these skills. And you can't, can't train those live fires, say, at home. If you're planning to defend your, your home and your family with a firearm, you can't do live fire at home. So it's actually more realistic to practice these skills at home and another thing is that people think that there's a misconception out there that you can't focus on your front sight when you're under stress. And in a way, that's true. If, you've, if you're training normally, like most people are taught, is to go to a range and fire some rounds at a paper target, and that's all the training you do, well, you're probably not going to be able to focus on your front sight. But if you train under stress with something like Airsoft and you get into, uh, you get your mind in a, in a place where you're able to focus under stress on your front sight, you will be able to do it. And you do that through repetition and muscle memory and building perfect neural pathways that allow you to be able to send that neural impulse that allows you to focus on your front sight when you're under stress. Because when you're under stress, what happens is your brain releases all these hormones, and that's what tends to give us these reactions, um, you know, these stress stress responses that most people are used to. But you can avoid that through pop- proper training. Yeah, so let's... Let's address the, uh, the elephant, let's address the elephant in the room here. So one of the things I know you're, you're a big proponent of is, is open eyed shooting, being able to, you, being, having both eyes open to acquire and fire on a target. And there's a lot of people out there who, again, we're talking about people that are typically used to going down to the local range. They, they line up their sights. They're trying to get that ultra sight, ultra tight shot group there. They're lining it up. They've got one eye, you know, one eye closed, the other one open. And they're, and they're trying to do that. And so in, a, in the dynamics of a real gunfight, though, 
most people really, I mean, their eyes naturally open just because the brain is trying to, um, trying to record, you know, basically bring in data to be able to make decisions on. But let's, let's talk about why this works in a real gunfight. Like why shoot with both eyes open? What is the tactical advantage of this for those people that are just traditional one-eyed shooters? Well, traditionally, people will be shooting at a static target on a range, a paper target that's that's not moving. And that's you, you can get away with it when you do that. Uh, even though when you when you close one eye, your other eye, you end up losing about 15 percent of your visual acuity in the other eye when you close that eye. Uh, but in a real gunfight, in any dynamic shooting situation, things are moving. You're going to be moving. Your target's going to be moving. There's going to be other things in the environment that are coming into play. And you don't want to take away half of your visual input, you know, so you, so you can uh, focus on your front sight and you can teach yourself to do that. It's really easy to do. And in about a week's time, you can train at home to, to teach yourself to shoot with both eyes open. So the, the key is just not is being aware of your environment and you can't do that with one eye closed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it makes total sense. And one of, one of the things I really like about your training also is that you're, you're a real brainiac when it comes to like brain science, you know, you talk about neural pathways and like basically how to ingrain these different practices and things like that. But, I, but what I like about your training is that you take it from a, almost like a research standpoint, right? Like you're looking to, I mean, you're working with the brain anyway. So finding out what works, what doesn't work with what you already have. Like you can't, you know, a lot of people try to develop training or they will, they will use theory based upon what works in a relaxed environment or down at the relaxed, you know, environment down at the local range and things like that. And not what really happens in the dynamics when, when the adrenaline's pumping, your heart's in your throat, somebody's charging at you and things like that. And the, the things that happen neurologically and physiologically in the body override a lot of times, most of the time, the training. Because, look, not everybody's training like a Navy SEAL, right? Like a lot of most people, how often do they actually get to the range? Now, with and, and I can tell you from being in the military, you know, you ingrain these things over and over again. But most people are not in the military or even law enforcement aren't necessarily training nonstop to be able to ingrain these things. So there are things that people, they, they get in maybe a class, they can perfect it, perfect it by the end of the class. And it seems like everything's good to go. But without reinforcement of that, it seems like it really kind of falls apart. I want to talk with you more about how we how we really, truly like adapt this for people that they can really ingrain it more and more. Um, but listen, everybody, we've, we're talking with Chris Sinog of NavySealShootingTactics.com about the new rules of marksmanship and why open-eyed shooting is such a critical skill for a real gunfight. And we've got a lot more coming up in the next segment of our podcast, including the dynamics and the mechanics of open-eyed shooting, breaking bad shooting habits and instilling new skills the right way, and your fast action plan for an at-home gunfight training. All this and more coming right up, but first, check out this special message. What if everything you knew about how to stop a violent attacker with your gun was wrong. Discover the advanced tactics you must know now to protect yourself and those you love with a firearm. Check out our free book, Stopping Power Secrets. 
Inside, you'll find such no-hold-barred shockers as... 1. The three most common myths and misinformation shoveled out by movies and gun-range know-it-alls that could get you killed in a real-life gunfight. 2. The cold, hard truth about your personal weapon's ability to be a one-shot man-stopper. 3. What coroners know about selecting the right ammo for your firearm that you don't. 4. And the simple training trick used by Abrams tank crews and commercial airline pilots that will prepare you for a real attack even better than your best day at the range. Don't place your family's safety in the hands of Hollywood fairy tales and hearsay. Claim your free copy of Stopping Power Secrets now Now. at www.stoppingpowersecrets.com. And now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with Chris Sinog of NavySealShootingTactics.com, talking about why and how open-eyed shooting will help you survive a real gunfight. Now is where we start to get into the how of shooting with both eyes open in order to master this critical skill quickly. So let's go ahead and jump back into our interview now. Uh, Chris, I can I can see a lot of people out there um, that are listening to this or watching this video or whatever are saying, well, okay, well, if I have to shoot with both eyes open, well, that makes that sounds super easy. I just open both eyes. And is it really is it really that simple? Just open up both eyes, or are there more dynamics to the technique of using open-eyed shooting for tactical purposes to acquire and engage the target that's in front of you? What's what's the actual how-to for making this work? Well, it's a it's a pretty big question because, in a sense, yes, it is really that easy to to open both eyes and shoot but a lot of people think you need to be like some tier one ninja to be able to do it and the truth is you just need to practice the skill to be able to do it and the biggest thing to overcome is that we have two eyeballs most of us anyways so that means that we actually have two pictures that are being sent to our brain. So when you shoot with both eyes open, you're going to see either two front sight posts or two targets, depending on where you're focusing. And this is completely normal, and people need to understand this. The key is through practice. And, again, it just takes a couple minutes a day of practicing practicing this. You can do it at home. And teaching your brain which image that you want your brain to use for your front sight and which image you want your brain to use for your target or your environment. And it's just a matter of, of teaching your, your mind which image to use. Because, again, we all are going to see two images. And that's the biggest thing I always hear is, oh, Chris, I can't do that when I try to focus on my front side. I, I see two pictures. You know, how do I get rid of the other picture? And it's like, well, you could poke out your other eye, but you probably don't want to do that. So... Just teach yourself to do it. And it's really just a matter of, like, people can can do it right now is pick up a pencil and hold it at arm's length, point at a target, and open and close your non-dominant eye to teach your brain which image to use for your front sight post. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm, I didn't realize you were going to bring this up, actually. And I'm really happy that you did because I, I, I haven't seen anybody else talk about this out this is something I learned in the military and trying to get, um, you know, out at the M16 range, trying to get that 300 you know, yard target so you could get the expert classification. And it was some guy from Kentucky that that showed me he called it the ghost site. And um, and so what 
even shooting the M16 at long range with both eyes open, typically what you do to try and do is put that front sight post on the target. But the target was so blurry, it would it would throw off the the targeting, and that damn thing would not go. That damn pile of target would never go down. Once I started shooting with both eyes open and realized that that sight is still there, but I can see the target much better, and I can place that front sight post on the target. Everything changed from that point on. And I've never seen anybody else talk about this until, until you just brought this up now. And so I've used the same thing with our, with extre- extreme close combat shooting is that I, we call it a ghost sight. I'm not sure what other people might call it or if anybody else are using it out there, but it's a way that like you're putting out there and people really have to just, you can do this with your own weapon right now, safely, of course, you know, but point of direction, keep both eyes open and you will notice that with your dominant eye, one of those one of those pictures will be clearer. It'll just naturally kind of gravitate there, but it does take a little bit of training as well. But it, it is kind of a new discovery for a lot of people. I keep waiting for more people to bring this up and, and experience this as a new way of shooting. And I'm glad that you're, you've instilled it in your program for the new, uh, the new rules of marksmanship as well. But let me ask you this, Chris. I mean, so we have a lot of people out there that um, this is going to be a new concept for them. And because they've trained so much in these old habits of, of single-eye shooting, there are Cyclops shooters out there, anytime you try and break a, a habit, whether it's a good habit or a bad habit, doesn't matter, but it's hard to break habits. And especially if it's something for those people that are, that are more experienced or they are, um, they're actually out there training and doing this, whether it's dry fire or live fire, um, are there any keys that you've found in your training of You've trained military, civilians, law enforcement, everybody. And part of that, I'm sure, has got to be in breaking some of those habits. And you're seeing people that have, are, are well-trained and probably very ingrained habits out there. Have there. Are there any other tactics or tips or, or techniques that you have for, for helping somebody break the habit that becomes more instinctual so that they will be more of an open hand, instinctively an open-eyed shooter when it comes to an actual gunfight? You know, the the biggest thing with this and really any part of training is people need to understand that to change anything that you're doing now, you need to change who you are and what you believe you're capable of. Because we all say go to the range and shoot a certain way, and that becomes part of us and what we think. So if if you've been shooting for 20 years with one eye closed and that's what you've been doing. You believe you're, you're a one-eye shooter. And on, on the other hand, you, you also believe, whether you say it or not, that you can't shoot with both eyes open. So you need to tell yourself a different story. You know, you need to tell yourself, I am capable of doing this. And then it's just a matter of opening that other eye and trying it out. And, and then another part of that, too, is, people will overestimate what they can do in a short period of time. So say, for instance, I think I can go to this shooting course and learn how to shoot with both eyes open over the weekend, and then I'm going to be, I'm going to be good at it. Well, that's not going to happen. You're going to learn how to do it, but it's not going to be part of who you are. So people will overestimate that, but they underestimate what they can do over a longer period of time. So say in a year. And that may sound like a long time, but it's really not. If you just think about if I practice at home with a pencil 
or some focus strings or anything, you know, you're, you're doing dry fire training with your front sight post five minutes a day within a year, you will master it. So people underestimate that. So don't go into training and think, Oh, if I just do this once or twice, I'm going to know how to do it. Everything of, of worth that, that is worth anything that takes time. So just be prepared for that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes total sense. I mean, and you're right. A lot of it, a lot of it does really come down to the psychology of, of implanting these, um, you know, getting rid of old habits. I mean, it really becomes a psychological thing, but it, with reinforcement, you can really put this in. So let's talk about this. So, so Chris, the, you're really big in the dry fire, which I love. We talk a lot about that on our blog and on our podcast and things like that. And so, your entire, I think, I think a lot of, most of your course, if I'm not mistaken, for the new rules of marksmanship, really, you, I mean, nobody even has to go to the live fire range for, for this. This is something that you really can get better training at home because that's the area that you're going to be most likely defending anyway. You're not going to be in a range. Well, it'd be kind of weird if you're defending yourself at the range, but, but in any case, so, so you're really big into dry fire. So, in order to help people really master this technique, or not master, but at least start to get the concept of it, of open-eyed shooting, um, can you give us a, a drill or something that people can do at home, either with a, an airsoft gun or a training gun, or even if it's dry fire with their own weapon or something like that, that an actual step-by-step drill that somebody can use um, right now to be able to start to put this, put this skill to use for them? Sure. I just want to touch first on, you know, you talk about people going to the range and, and thinking that's where they have to do all their firearms training. And I always say that is the worst place you can possibly train uh, and learn is in the classic scenario is people that are new to shooting will buy a gun. They'll go to a shooting range. Sometimes they'll even have somebody else load up their gun, say an instructor loads up their gun, hands it to them. They don't know how to stand. They don't know how to grip the gun. They don't know how to focus. They don't know how to manipulate the trigger. They don't know any of this, but they get handed this firearm, and they're told, hey, don't point this at me or anybody else, because uh, if you do, you're going to probably kill somebody or die yourself. So go ahead and slap that trigger and see what happens. And you do that, and an explosion goes off in your hand, and then now you've built that neural pathway. And because it was stressful, it's a very strong neural pathway that's going to be very hard to break. So this is why I have students online that have had flinches or anticipate their shots for 30 years. And I have them dry fire at home. I just tell them, hey, don't go to a range. Promise me you won't go to a range and shoot live fire for 30 days. And every time without fail, their their flinch goes away, uh, whatever their problem is, miraculously disappears because we need to train without stress. And then you slowly want to add that stress back in. It's not that you're never going to train without stress, but you need to be making sure that you build these proper neural pathways. And, and the other thing people will argue, you know, how can it be realistic to train at home? Like even using something like airsoft at home. And that's something that I do and that I teach is I teach people to set up, targets around your house and if you want to practice defending your home get an airsoft replica of your firearm and run around your house shooting targets and and you know pieing corners in your house and defending your family 
And that's something you cannot do at a shooting range. I mean, even the high-speed ranges that I trained at as a Navy SEAL, there's very few places that we could shoot 360 degrees. And you definitely, you know, most people listening, if you turn sideways on a shooting range, you're going to get kicked off the range. You know, so so shooting at a paper target that doesn't move, you can only face one direction. How in the world is that realistic? So I'm not saying there's not a place for it, but it's definitely not the end-all, be-all of firearms training. Uh, the next thing I want to say is when I talk about dry fire training, I'm speaking of everything you do that helps make you a better shooter. So doing doing visual training, so enhancing your ability to focus, um, working on grip strength, working on meditation, planning out your training, drawing and manipulating your firearm. These are all things that you can do at home, and it's a lot easier. You're going to get a lot more repetitions. It's a lot faster, but it's all firearms training. So don't think of dry fire training simply as, you know, pulling a trigger when there's not a round in the chamber. You know, that is one part of it. But think about all the other things that have to do with shooting that lead up to that final moment. Now, when it comes to drills that people can do at home, it is super easy. Like, all you have to do is grab a pencil and hold it out at arm's length and start off by closing your non-dominant eye and point at a target. So act like that's your the side of your gun, point at a target, and focus now with the focus on the tip of that pencil and your target, whatever it is, it could be a, a light switch or a doorknob handle. It doesn't even need to be a target. These things don't matter. What you're doing is working on focusing. And once you have that, just open your other eye and teach your mind what that looks like. And once you get used to that, then start trying to do it with both eyes open. So look at a target with both eyes open and try and put the tip of that pencil over that target using the correct picture with the correct eye, with your dominant eye. And, again, if you just do that a couple minutes a day, it, I found it usually takes about a week to be able to do that. And if you try doing it at the range, it will take much, much longer. Like, it, it could take years to try and do it at a range, whereas if you just do it at home for for a couple minutes a day, like one to two weeks, and you're going to be a tier one ninja. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's what's cool is that you know, that's something you can even do at work, right? Like tactical firearms training at work. This is a really simple thing that somebody can do. And then, you know, transitioning from a pencil to looking at the front sight of your, of your weapon and you'll, you'll start to understand how it applies no matter what. So it's great that you can use simple objects like that that don't freak everybody out, uh, just for something like, uh, you know, that, that, that has this kind of application toward a tactical uh, firearms training. That's cool. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks so much. I really appreciate all the time that you spent with us today. And really just, I mean, I know it's a simple topic. It's a, it's kind of a short topic, but to me, it's one of the most critical elements of gunfighting that I don't see a lot of people talk about. I don't hear them. I don't see it being trained at ranges or anything like that. So I'm really glad that you really illuminated this a lot more for our, for our audience today. Uh, listen, everyone, this is, uh, Chris has a really great online training program. I mean, if you ever got his book, I have his book from, from Amazon on, um, on Navy SEAL shooting. That was first how I learned about Chris, and I'm really happy to have him as part of the network now. 
Um, but definitely go check out his website because it takes what he has on his book and just it puts it on steroids. And it allows you to really train at home using his methods with video tutorials and things like that. He's got a great program over there. Again, go check him out over at Navy Seal Shooting Tactics. Com. And until our next Modern Combat Internal broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.